all, this is Michael James King coming to you from beautiful Round Town, USA. A priest is giving a sermon to his congregation. He starts off pretty upbeat, and then part of the way through the sermon he says, And just remember, everyone in this congregation is going to die. Everyone thinks it's kind of weird, but they shrug it off. He says again, Every member of this congregation will die someday. At this point, everyone starts to cry except one old lady who just smiles. The priest says it over and over to make the point of his sermon, and the congregants continue to cry. However, the old lady just seems happier and happier every time he says it. After the sermon is over, the priest goes over to the old lady and asks why she kept on smiling, despite the sad topic. Well, son, she says, I'm just visiting. I'm not a member of your congregation. This is yet another edition of God's Love Club, the podcast that talks about God's divine love and what it means for you today. We, as always, are giving a shout out to spirit-led Christians everywhere and greeting them with a holy kiss. We confess Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, thanking him for his sacrifice for us on Calvary, and look forward to his soon appearing in the clouds. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that your Holy Spirit lead and guide us as we speak to your people today. We ask that all of our minds be opened to receive your wisdom and your perspective on love so that we might love as you desire. Mm. In Jesus' name. Today, my co-host with the Spirit-led most is the lovely Christy Smith, the darling of Round Town, USA. Christy is happy and well-adjusted in beautiful downtown Round Town where she believes without limits, prays for her family and friends unceasingly, and treats everyone with loving kindness. The title of this podcast today is Don't Give Up on Love. Hey, Christy. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing pretty good. (laughs) We're in beautiful downtown, round town. How how could you not be doing well? How could you not be? It's beautiful. It's not even too hot yet. No, it's it's really nice. It's kind of nice today. Yep. If you go up into the mountains this time of year, it's just a carpet of beautiful green yeah. and, and mountain flowers. It's, exactly, it's and, and cooler weather. It's really, really lovely Yeah, place. you drop about 20 degrees when you go up there. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about don't give up on love. You know, you think that COVID is a pandemic. Well, people giving up on love mm-hmm. is like a pandemic because yeah. it's sweeping the world. Everybody is getting very cynical about the prospects of finding true love. Even though it's the destination everyone would like to achieve, Mm -hmm. people more and more are believing that it's not achievable, that you cannot do it. And it's a very sad thing because we serve a God whose very nature is love. And so if we're next to God, if we're being near him, we should feel a lot of love. And that love that we want should be achievable. Mm -hmm. So obviously there's something that's preventing us from getting the love that we so need. And that's what we want to talk about today. That's right. And I think one of the things that prevents us from receiving and giving and really understanding love is that we just don't get what love really is. When Jesus was talking to his disciples, he said, the world will know that you are my disciples when you have love one for another. And when you think about that, that's not something that is going to be a normal love. You know, in the 60s, we saw this love revolution where people would just... Yeah, um, summer of love. Yeah, would just kind of love each other and think they understood what it was, and it would lead to just promiscuity and hurting people and drug use and that kind of a thing. Although I think some people were getting it. But the love that 
we have as believers has got to look different than the love of the world. And it looks different because it is different. It's a love that comes from the nature of God. The Bible says that God is love. That's his nature. And if we are really connected to God and we're filled with him and he's pouring into our lives and he lives in us, the fruits that come out of us are going to be those things that are congruent with love. And that's the kind of love that we're supposed to experience. The world tends to see love as somebody that you're very attracted to, that's attracted to you, somebody that meets your needs, somebody that completes you, somebody that is all the things that you're not, somebody who treats you wonderfully, somebody who will never hurt you, will will just basically make you whole. And so often our love is focused on the other person and how they treat us. Then when it gets to the point when that person fails, as all people do, then we get discouraged. Well, there is no love. I thought that person loved me. I thought I loved that person, but they did this, and now I don't feel like I love them anymore. I thought they loved me, but they did this, and so they must not love me. If they really loved me, they would do this, 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 and this. Exactly. Or if, if I really loved them, I would feel this, 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 and this constantly. And it becomes a kind of a contractual thing. It becomes a, an attachment. And that's really what I think a lot of people confuse with love is attachment. Because there are people that come into our lives that really mean a lot, that really tick a lot of boxes in our life. They, wow, you're wonderful to be around. You make me happy. We do fun things together. We have the same vision, the same goals. And so a lot of times we can become very attached to those people. But then if something happens where there's some disagreement or discordance between us, then we feel like, oh, well, then maybe this wasn't really love. When the truth is, it's not about being attached. It's about the presence of God in you reaching out to someone else and the presence of God in someone else reaching out to you. And that's a very different dynamic. Exactly. And when you're hooked on that love from another person, they don't give it, you become deeply wounded. Exactly. And you give up on love. And that's where many, many people in the world are. They're either single and they don't have the love of their life, or they're married and they don't have the love Mm -hmm. of their life. And a lot of people are just saying, well, it is what it is. You know, I have the situation I have and there's really nothing I can do about it. I've tried, I've failed, I've tried, I've failed, and I just don't want to do it again because it hurts too much. And what I want to reveal to you today is that there's coming a move of God upon the earth. It's already here if you know where to look that is going to show people true love. And the true love is from above. It's the very nature of Yahweh. It's the very nature of Christ in us. It's a love that passes all understanding. And it is an experience that God wants to give you as you seek to become one with him in the spirit. And the love that he gives is different from earthly love because it never fails. Yeah, that's right. And it won't hurt you. When God loves you, it's forever. Mm -hmm. And when God loves you through another person, that forever love is in them, coming through them. And it doesn't fail either. They have endless patience. They have endless understanding. They have endless time. Mm -hmm. They think you are the most beautiful, desirable, handsome, whatever person in the entire universe. And you feel it from them. Mm -hmm. And because it's not an earthly love, it doesn't falter at some time. Therefore, you don't get hurt. Now, we live in a fallen world and nothing's perfect here. But the love of God is perfect. Mm -hmm. And when somebody loves you with that perfect love, you feel it and you respond to it. And the love that you sought all your life is really a search for God. We have a God-shaped vacuum inside of our spirit that has to be filled with none other than God himself. And when it is, 
It's like somebody plugged in the wire to your microwave. You can do stuff now. If the plug isn't put into the electrical outlet, you're just a box. But when you plug yourself into God, and specifically God's love, then all the bells and whistles that you were created with start to work, and you can actually do and function as God intended. This is something that is a current revelation that is very difficult for the natural-minded person to understand because all they know is that love fails at some point. Exactly. That's all we experience on this earth with earthly love is that love fails. And when your heart is so open to another individual and you invest so much into them and then they fail, you're wounded so deeply that you don't ever even want to open yourself up that far again. And so... What God is saying in this generation that he's going to pour out his love in place of earthly love. Christians will be filled with his presence, which is love. And they will love one another. And people on the outside will look at that and they say they must be Christians because nobody loves like that except Christians. Exactly what Jesus said. That's right. And this is an experience. You know, I was talking to somebody this week and I said, Tabernacles is not... A doctrine. It is an experience. Mm-hmm. It is an experience of becoming one with God personally. It's not a doctrine that you have to conform to. It's a person that you begin to know. And this is the difference. We are in post-doctrinal era of the church. Mm-hmm. Doctrine that has divided and been divisive through all the different denominations. It doesn't matter anymore. What matters is if you know God personally, and if you know Jesus Christ That is our basis of fellowship. And because we know God personally, we all tend to flow one way. And God is love. And a hallmark of this move of God will be divine love shown through individuals of the body of Christ to other individuals of the body of Christ or to the unsaved. Yeah, and the reason that love never fails is because love is the nature of God who's constantly moving toward people. God doesn't love because of anything that we do to him, for him. He can totally live without us. He just created us and he loves us. He loves us because he loves us. And it doesn't fail because it's not dependent on us. That's the thing that we need to remember about this kind of love that is coming and that is available to us as we connect to God and have this experience of knowing Him, is that the love we pour out on others is not dependent on them. The love we pour out on others is just because we love them. That's why it doesn't fail. They can do whatever they want to do the rest of their lives, but our love for them won't fail. Now, that doesn't mean that the relationship may not change. The relationship may change in some form, but the love that you have for the person is not going to change. And even when you get people that reject you and cut you out of their lives, your love for them continues. And even if they don't allow contact with you, your love for them continues because true love never fails. You don't just say, well, I'm going to stop loving you because you're treating me like crap. No, I will love you anyway. When people say love hurts and I don't want to love anymore, It's actually love that heals. That's something you said this morning. Love heals. It doesn't hurt. The hurt comes from the expectations that we put on other people. When you have a strong relationship with someone and they do something that hurts you and you don't expect that, that's where the pain comes and that will hurt. I believe we have the ability to hurt God because he loves us so much. The Bible says that we can grieve the Holy Spirit. It's not that we're not going to get hurt. It's just that the hurt is not going to stop our love. The other dynamic about this love of God is that All across the world, depending on the culture, it's a little different, but we all have descriptions and boxes that we put love in. 
If you're a woman and you have love for a woman, she's a mother or a sister or a friend. If you're a woman and you have love for a man, you've got to fit it into some box. Is he a father? Is he a brother? Is he a lover? Is he a husband? And we feel like we need to put people in these boxes. So when God starts moving between two people and we feel this strong love and it comes from God, a lot of what causes a lot of confusion in us and in the people around us is what does this mean? What it means is that God is loving that person through you and God is loving you through that person. And however God decides to take it, that's up to God. Our responsibility is to just be the vessels that God wants us to be to love people. There may be somebody that you encounter when you're in the store today that you're supposed to say something to or make eye contact with them, and just that small little one-minute expression is going to minister God's love to them, and then you may never see them again the rest of your life. Or you may connect to someone who will be a divine mate, and you will be with the rest of your life in eternity. We don't know exactly what God wants to do. We just need to yield to what God is doing, and we need to allow Him to just love through us the way He wants to love, and not worry so much about putting descriptions and boxes on things. The other key, too, is not allowing ourselves to put restrictions and boxes on those that we love. That's the difficult thing. Sometimes when we love someone so powerfully, we expect them to limit their interactions with others because you love me that powerfully, you can't possibly express any love to anyone else. I believe that's a fallacy also because God doesn't intend for us to just pour out love on one person. Jesus didn't do that. I believe God wants us to love many people because we are vessels and manifestations of his love. How can we not? Everybody will have a little bit of a different dynamic, but allowing the people that you love to be used by God in the way that God wants to use them to love people is a difficulty for us sometimes too. But if we can connect to God in his love and love them because we love them, that can take us to a whole nother level of experience. The greatest manifestation of God in our generation is the person sitting next to you. It is the person who is filled with God's Spirit, and they are the burning bush of our time. And God wants you to connect spiritually with another burning bush of our time. And he wants you together to be a greater burning bush. He wants you to be a sign, a manifestation of God. And he wants to love you through the manifestation of God next to you. And this has to be spirit-led. It's not just you just yes, exactly. look across the room, pick up somebody that looks good, and they go over and say, I want to connect to you. <laughs> it's a spiritual experience. It's a spiritual leading. It's a very specific thing. Mm-hmm. You might connect with somebody who's your neighbor, and you might connect with somebody halfway across the earth. It's up to God. But when God connects you with another person, and God's love comes through them, and God's love comes through you, you have been given a sacred responsibility. Mm. You are now a manifestation of God to that person. And God has commanded you to be what he wants to be to that individual. And this is very, very important because this move of divine love comes with great responsibility. With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> and I'm saying to you as Christians, with great love comes great responsibility. When God calls you to love another individual of the body of Christ, he is very, very serious. He's putting their heart in your hands. Because the manifestation of God through you will be so powerful that they will completely open up to you. They will trust you implicitly because that's what they're designed to do with God. You just naturally trust God. And so when God is indwelling you and flowing through you in power, they naturally trust you. And so you have to understand that 
when God puts somebody's heart in your hands, it is a sacred responsibility mm. to treat that with the utmost care and the utmost commitment. Because when God connects you with another individual, that's forever, unless God says different. It is not an earthly contract. It's right. a heavenly and divine commandment. And we need to understand that as we are connected within the body of Christ, that is so that the whole can function as God intended. And we need to do our part. And fortunately, when God says do our part, it means to love somebody. <laughs> and we don't have to do it in and of ourselves. He even gives us the love to love that person. Yeah, that's right. And so what I'm saying is don't give up in love. Because what you've been fed about love is a pseudo-love. It's not the real deal. The real deal, the thing that you actually want, is God coming through another individual. When you look at Romeo and Juliet, the way that ends in God's economy is that they get married and live happily ever after. It's not a tragedy in God's love. It's not a heartbreak. It's not a ripping apart as it so often happens in the world. It's a divine commandment that ends in eternal commitment. And people that are joined by God's love in this realm will transform into a manifestation of God's love, just like Jesus was when he walked the earth 2,000 years ago. You looked at him and you felt loved. God manifests in the flesh. That's what you're going to be. In the measure that God gives you, you're Jesus 2.0, and he's going to walk the earth through you. And so don't give up on love. Love is just around the corner, but it is a love mm. that you never imagined possible. It is love that is so fulfilling, so magnificent, so transcendent, that you will feel like everything you ever did in your life means nothing next to it. Mm, that's right. And the beautiful part about it, too, is the recognition that comes. That's one of the keys to know that you've got a spiritual connection with someone. When you connect, it's like you've known each other. And yeah, I think exactly. there's a couple of reasons for that. One is because we are eternal spirits. And God is timeless, and our spirits are timeless. When we get into eternity and the new heavens and the new earth, we're going to connect to all the people that God wants us to be connected to. Some of them, we will begin those connections here on earth. So I think when we see someone who we have a destiny with in the new heavens and the new earth or a destiny with in this world, we've either had a recognition about them from something in our past or we have a recognition that there's somebody in the future. It's almost like a recollection of the future the way I like to think about it. The other thing is that when you are manifesting God to someone, all of us innately know God because he created us and because he loves us and his love gives us life. He's the one that gives us life. So we have a recognition of him. When someone comes to us as a representation of God, we recognize God in that person. And we'll look at him and say, do I know you? Have I met you? Well, yeah, because God is flowing through me to you, and that's the part that you recognize is the nature of God in me that's loving you or the bond that we have that God has put between us so that we can accomplish his purposes on earth and in the new earth. Exactly. And it is all about accomplishing his purposes, and his purpose is to love one another as Christ loved us. Mm -hmm. And that love is the only thing that is strong enough to break the hate that is infecting the whole world. People kill 
each other in the most heinous ways because they hate. And there's so many people in the world that have such deep-rooted bitterness and animosity and they have blood feuds and their parents and their parents' parents were harmed by some faction or some tribe or some other country and they just hate. And in the natural, you look at them and say, how are we ever going to overcome such terrible hatred? And what I found is that love overcomes hate. Mm. It is the only thing that can change an individual. But it's not the love from an earthly source. It's not us just all holding hands and singing kumbaya. <laughs> right. It's an actual spiritual experience where the love of God fills you and transforms you into Christ. And Christ loved everybody. You know, tribal animosities in Africa are just ridiculous. Mm. I made the mistake of getting one tribe and another tribe in the same room with oh. each other once. And you could cut the hatred and animosity with a knife. Mm. I was shocked. But when they received the tabernacle blessing, which is oneness with God, and they started to feel the love of God, members of that same group treated each other with the utmost respect they would not do anything that would harm another person. It didn't matter if they were of the other tribe they hated. They just thought that person is the most precious thing in the entire world. And so I've seen firsthand how the love of God can transform people, transform their hatred into love. And even if they're, they're not particularly honest, they'll never steal. Mm. Why? Because they love the other person. Exactly. You never would steal from somebody you love. And I know that this love from above, this tabernacle experience, is the answer to the world's woes when it comes to war and conflict. We'll just put down our weapons. We'll say, we don't even want to use them to defend ourselves anymore. We'll go and put them in scrap heap and build something else with them. And if we have two shirts and somebody's naked, we'll give one to them. If somebody's hungry, we'll go and feed them. If somebody's sick, we'll go and visit them. If somebody is in need of encouragement. We'll sit for hours and listen to them. Why? Because it's God in us, the hope of glory that is listening to them, feeding them, clothing them, ministering to them when they're mm -hmm. sick. You know, inasmuch as you've done it to the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. But God never expected us to do it with our own love. Yeah, that's very he true. He wanted to give us his presence, his love, and flow through us so that we would be a representation of him. And so what you're looking for is his love and not an earthly experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when we say don't give up on love, basically what we're saying is let go of all your preconceived notions of what love is and pick up what love truly is, which is the nature of God. Those things that you mentioned, wanting to share with people and take care of people, that doesn't come from an external pressure. You know, we're taught that in Christian churches. You should give, you should be kind, you should share, and it's an external pressure trying to get us to do something that is really an internal work. We don't need people telling us, you need to share with 
that person like we're two years old. We get to a point of maturity where it's in us, the nature of God is in us, and we want to share, we want to give, we want to listen, we want to love. It's an internal thing that comes from God. The fruits of the Spirit are something that grow out of us because the Spirit is in us. It's not something that we can just attach to our arm or our leg and say, okay, I've got this fruit here. It's not an external thing. It grows from the inside out as those things do. And that comes from letting go of our preconceived notions of how things are supposed to be and grabbing hold of the truth of God's love. And how do we do that? I mean, how do we receive this love? I know there are a lot of people listening right now that think, this sounds really wonderful, but I have nobody in my life that loves me like that. I have nobody in my life that I love like that. How do I even experience that? You have to allow God to connect you to the people he wants to connect you to. Exactly. And the way that you do that is you connect to God. And if there's nobody around you right now that you feel specifically connected to, I would just encourage you to connect to God. Ask Him to pour out His love on you. Ask Him to allow you to feel and experience His love and do everything He tells you to do. Go where He tells you to go. Talk to who He tells you to talk to. Whatever He tells you to do, do it. And as you continue to connect to Him and get closer and closer to Him and experience His love, His ultimate desire for you is to love you through another human being. And that's exactly what he will lead you to. I've known many people who, especially women, who have connected to God and felt such an amazing love through God and for God. And as God wants to bring that to a higher level, he will connect them to somebody else who will love them. Because he knows that we are people who need people. We're created to need people. And he wants to love us through people, and he wants us to love others on his behalf. So connect to God, experience his love, feel his love for you, and then listen to what he tells you to do, and ultimately he will lead you to the person or persons that he wants you to connect with, that he wants to be this dynamic of love between, and it's a different type of love than you've ever experienced. There's a common saying that love hurts. We say that because our experience has been that love does hurt, because we've opened up our hearts to people, and it's gone well for a while, but eventually that love fails. And the agony that it causes in our hearts is something that we really, really want to avoid again. Mm -hmm. And so we fear to open up the love. And we basically give up on love because we think that it's unattainable, at least for us. Maybe for other people it isn't. But our experience in our life is that we will not receive the love that we really feel we need. And the truth is that you've come to the correct conclusion based on your experience. You've experienced what there was of earthly love, and people failed you. And the truth is, you failed people too. Everybody is innately selfish. Mm -hmm. And when it really gets down to brass tacks, not many people are going to pay the price to love you when it really hurts them too. Yeah. But the solution to this problem is that we need to accept God's love and let it fill us and have the experience of tabernacles and let God flow through another person to us so that we're not depending on that person's earthly love. Exactly. We're depending on true love from above that never fails. You know, we only have so much love in and of ourselves, but God is love and he's eternal. He's omnipresent. He's omnipotent. He's got everything we Every will need and more. And so it's an unlimited supply of love that can come from him through another individual. And the truth is, it's love through another individual or individuals of the body of Christ. See, God dwells within many people. 
Mm-hmm. And so it may start out to be one person mm-hmm. that God loves you through, but then you'll find that there's other people in the body of Christ that will love you too. Right. And this love, because of its purity and its holiness and its intensity, demands expression. When we enter into God's divine love, we enter into God's domain, and everything becomes pure and holy in that domain. In that area, we can love as God leads, and we can do it without sinning. That's why people can greet each other with a holy kiss. Because why? Well, there's no impure motives in that holy kiss. It's just, I love you, and I want to express it in a way that you'll really feel it. A holy hug is a holy hug because God's hugging you through that individual. When you sit very close to somebody in church, as God is leading, it's a holy thing that you're doing. There's no sin there. There's just God and love. And this is what you're really, really seeking. But we want to experience it without shame, without sin, without thinking that we're going against something that God's doing. But what I'm saying is that with this divine love, this move of the Spirit that's about to come upon the whole earth, We are going to love in ways that are completely without sin, that are holy and spirit-led. You will not touch a woman unless God tells you to touch a woman. Then you'll only touch her as God wants you to touch her. And she will receive it as the touch of God, not as you making some move on her. Women will hug and hold men that need to be held, not based on their attractiveness, but based on God wanting to love them. It is a thing that our natural minds can't hardly grasp. This is why the tabernacle experience is an experience. I can't teach you this. Mm -hmm. I am just declaring to you in the name of Jesus that it's coming and that you should not give up on love because love is almost here. The love that you so crave, the love that you desire, the way that you want to be held by a holy and pure person is almost here. And in a few more years, you'll find so much love in the body of Christ Mm -hmm. that everything that you gave up on, you'll find will be fulfilled multiple times over. That's right. Yeah, I like what you said about God loving you through many people in his body, because the body is a body, and there's multiple parts of the body. One of the things that breaks down in relationships is this feeling of control, this feeling of this person is everything to me, and this person is my one source of love and affection and everything that I need. And so we feel we need to put controls and barriers on that person and what they're allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do. And if they will act like this, then my needs will be met. If they don't act like this, then my needs are not going to be met. And it becomes this spirit of control that is on people. A lot of that comes from the definition of relationships that we put on things. But what if we just allow God to flow through us, love the person that God wants us to love, and allow God to use that person how God wants to use that person. Allow God to have other people love that person in whatever measure God leads. Allow that person to love other people in whatever measure God leads. And what if we give up this pre-programmed definition of relationship and just start relating? Just start allowing the flow of God to come through us to other people. And when you are loving a believer, you have got to allow God to use that believer how he wants. And controlling and putting limits on what God will or can do through another person is not part of love. 
love is just loving. You love someone because you love someone. The love of God comes through exactly. you and flows through you to that person. And you want what is best for that person. When you truly love someone with God's love, right, it does no harm to anyone, and it's not envious, and it's not jealous and boastful. It loves and wants what is right for that person. So if God is leading that person to connect with another person, God's pure love allows God to do what God wants to do with the people that you love. And that's not something that any of us walks in perfectly. And because Michael and I are talking about it does not mean that we experience it perfectly, but it's something that we're coming to understand and realize in a revelation that God is giving that let's not maybe put so many definitions on relationships, but instead just allow ourselves to relate the way God leads us to relate because God wants to love the world through his people. And there's nothing that is going to be lost. There's no lack in the body of Christ. There's no lack in the love of God. And allowing the people around you the freedom to be used by God and to love and be loved the way that God wants is only going to allow space in your life and an opportunity in your life for God to love you. It's always a win-win when you're following the Spirit of God and doing what He wants you to do. It's never that He asks you to sacrifice to the point where you feel such lack while someone else is feeling an abundance. There's always an abundance available to all of us if we'll open ourselves up to exactly what He wants us to do. Exactly. This is on the very fringes of what God is doing right now. Mm -hmm. It hasn't really hit in any meaningful worldwide way. But it's coming. And if you know what it is, you'll start seeing it pop up here and there. And you see a lot of this in the more anointed Christian artists that sing about the divine love of God. And they're trying to couch it in acceptable terms, but really it is. It's a manifestation of tabernacles. And I want to somehow communicate to you not necessarily because you're going to understand it all the way now. That when you get there and you start experiencing this tabernacle blessing, you won't reject it. You won't freak out as much. And you are thinking, really? This is what God's about? Mm. But I've been told this all my life. And then when I meet him, he's diametrically opposed. He's not aligning with my doctrine. He's not aligning with my pastor. He's not aligning with my culture. He's not aligning with my tradition. He's just doing what he wants. And he feels so deeply in your spirit that it's correct. And you know it's God. It's just a God that you were never told about, a God that you never experienced before. And this God is somebody who hugs and kisses freely. He doesn't seem to honor all the different barriers that the church has erected to keep us safe. He doesn't feel like he has to keep us safe because we won't do anything that isn't his will. Exactly. This is very difficult. And it's not difficult because it's wrong. It's not difficult because it's too spiritual. It's difficult because the devil has set us up to reject the love of God and to call it of Beelzebub when it actually is the very thing that God is going to use to unite his body in this end days. We are at the precipice of an amazing move of God, but it will be born during a time of such sin, such wanton lasciviousness. In truth, the 60s summer of love, hippie, drug-induced, whatever, was a false move of Mm. tabernacles. But they were doing it not as God led, but as their natural minds wanted, and so it ended up producing a lot of hurt right? because they were out for themselves. They were out for what they could feel, what they could get. And instead of 
mating with women and then taking care of them and forming lasting bonds, you know, it was just a free-for-all. And what I'm saying is that God is about to bring something that makes that look like a shadow of a shadow of a shadow. But it won't be sin. It won't be a free-for-all. It'll be led by his Holy Spirit as people yield to him. Right, with deep, long-lasting connections, connecting with people the way that God leads that will be an eternal, committed connection. That's what's amazing. You know, getting past the idea of giving up on love and really embracing God's love requires us to not go by our natural-minded thinking and to give up our original, traditional ways of thinking. And the only way we can do that is to just go moment by moment. You can't start to connect with someone and then predict the outcome and say, oh my gosh, I feel really connected to this person. What does this mean? How is this going to end up? We may not know at the beginning, especially if God is doing something new that we've never experienced before. We may not have any idea how it's going to end up. But when we follow the Spirit in it, we know that it will end in a good place. We know that God will accomplish with that connection what He wants to accomplish. So our job is to stay connected to God, stay led by the Spirit to allow the love of God to flow through us so we love the way that He wants to lead us to love moment by moment. We don't always have to know the end from the beginning, especially because what God is doing is new. The end may look very different than what we could expect. Maybe we're not in a place yet where we have the capacity to understand where God is going with something. But if we listen to Him moment by moment and yield to Him and just go in His flow, we're going to end up someplace beautiful, and people are going to feel loved and be loved and express love in ways they've never experienced before when we allow God to flow through us like that. We do not understand in our natural minds what pure love is. The closest that we usually come to understanding that is the love of a mother and their child or a brother and a sister that are really, really close. You're not seeking to get anything from them. You Mm -hmm. just love them because you love them. And the divine love of God is that on steroids. And it flows so easily. And it's like speaking of the tongues. There's nothing you have to do to do it. All you do is yield to it. And there are three spiritual experiences in the Christian church, the New Testament church. It's the salvation experience, the baptism of the Holy Spirit experience, and the tabernacle blessing. It's an experience that most people have not yet received. But you can ask for it just like you asked for the other two. You can seek the tabernacle blessing. You can say, Lord, I believe this, and I'm open to it, and I ask you to give it to me as you will. And what you'll find is that God will connect you to another individual of the body of Christ. It may be several individuals, but there will be a supernatural drawing to them. Mm-hmm. And it'll be so powerful, you'll want to hug him, you want to kiss him, and you'll say, oh, what am I thinking? Well, you're thinking exactly what God wants to do. And I'm saying that this manifestation of God's love, you want to kiss, you want to hug, you want to be near, you want to spend time with them, you want to listen to them, they want to listen to you. It's the most intense attraction to another person, but without the sin. Exactly, without the sin. It's an amazing thing. And until you experience, you can't know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I'm just telling it beforehand so that when you get there, you won't say no. That you'll say, okay, I'm going to give this a little time and go see where God takes this. Exactly. That's the key. See where God takes it and follow the leading of the Spirit. I know from personal experience, when this happens and God intends for it to be a divine mate relationship, that's what manifests. When it happens and God intends it to just be a brotherly, sisterly love, that's what manifests. Because when you're following the leading of the Spirit, the Spirit gives you His desires and you don't go beyond what God 
wants you to experience with that person. Exactly. You can be in a place when you're yielding to that love of God where, like it says in 1 Corinthians 13, it does no wrong to a neighbor. So what you end up experiencing with that person and how you express that love to a person does not do wrong to them or to you, and it does not do wrong to God. When you're yielded to the Spirit of God, you don't have any desire to go beyond the boundaries that God gives you. And when God gives you freedom to fully love someone, you know that you're supposed to love them, and you know that that bond is eternal, and you know that it's a mutual, committed, devoted relationship, but it's something that is completely led by the Spirit. There's a freedom in God's love that we just don't expect, we're afraid of. We're afraid of that freedom because we've been taught that freedom to express love is going to lead to sin. Maybe if we just do it in our flesh, yeah. But when we are truly led by the Spirit and we are really loving with the love of God that is in us for that person, we love in a way that does not lead to sin. And there is freedom in that that is very beautiful. Yeah, it's like an alternate universe. It is. You know, we've been schooled one way that this means that and that leads to that. In God's economy, this means that and it does not lead to that. Exactly. It leads to holiness. It leads to healing. It leads to expression of God's heart towards another individual in a very pure and non-adulterous way. Right. And because it's led of the Spirit, we do not sin. You know, we read the scriptures where it says, those who are led of the Spirit do not fulfill the lust of the lower nature. But we don't really understand what that actually means. We don't understand it. We don't believe it. God is sovereign and he gets to do whatever he wants to with whomever he wants to in whatever way he wants to it's all him we are his creation he gets to do with us as he pleases if he wants to love through us he gets to do it and there's no pastor there's no priest there's no elder of your church that can gainsay or resist god we listen to god we don't listen to them we may listen to them for some counsel but if we don't feel that God is speaking through them, we are under no obligation to do what they say. But we are under obligation to do what God says and what God leads. And everybody's going to have to make the decision whether to follow God or to listen to man. And it's tougher than you think. And you need to decide whether you're going to follow God or bend to their pressure. Mm-hmm. I remember when they were trying to get me to bend to their pressure. My God, they could put some unholy fear in your heart you know you leave this you've left god you're going to go into outer darkness we're going to cast you out for his namesake and let satan have at you and i had to decide that i was going to cast my whole life upon hearing the voice of god and fortunately that what i did but my that was difficult very very difficult this move of god does not fit within the normative Mm -hmm. church. In fact, it doesn't fit within any church. It's extra church. But it is so powerful that the people that are experiencing it, we can't resist it. No matter what the external pressure is, we know so truthfully that it is God that there's no way we can let go of it and just do what people want us to do. I I know of a man who married a woman kind of under external pressure, had a rocky, rocky marriage, didn't feel like it was of God, but they were believers, they were serving in the church. He met another person that I believe was a divine mate, a connection that he was supposed to be with, and he ultimately left his wife to go to this other woman. I believe in his heart he knew this was God. He's with this woman to this day, and they have an amazing relationship. But the church told him, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. He got to the point where he just forsook what he believed about God and said, well, 
Maybe it's sin, but I'm doing it anyway. Because he was so sure that he, he was right. He yeah. knew in his heart. And everybody was telling him it's sin, and he had to accept the fact, okay, maybe it's sin, but I'm doing it anyway. I don't think it was sin. I think that God was realigning him with the person that God wanted him to be with. And it was evidenced by the rocky marriage that he had from the beginning, the circumstances of him getting together with his wife. We understand when we connect to that love of God and God connects us to another person that it is of God. You know, we hear so many stories, fairy tales about people being loved and discovered. A lot of women have this idea of being a princess that a prince comes and finds and rescues. The idea of Cinderella, where we're nothing, we're at home scrubbing the floor while our beautiful sisters are off at the ball, and there's no way that we could ever have what we think because we have such a view of ourselves that we're this lowly Cinderella person who's supposed to be scrubbing the floor. But when the prince comes and finds her, she's the one that fits. She's the one that fits with the shoe. So she's the one. She experiences an amazing love. And that's what we all desire. We want to experience that love with the person that fits. And we feel like a lot of us, we don't deserve that. We're never going to get that. How could that happen to me? I'm not worthy of it, or I'm, I'm not beautiful. But God wants to put such a love for you in the heart of another person or other people that you feel God's unconditional love for you through those people. When someone says to you, I don't see any flaws in you, I just love you and I don't see any flaws, it it floors you. You think, how in the world could they not see any flaws? Yeah, exactly. But that's the true love that comes from God. Exactly. Well, here's the truth. And then they look at it and they say, I don't see it. I don't see that. Exactly. Yeah, you might make some mistakes, but I don't see those as flaws. I see you as this whole beautiful person that I don't see anything wrong with. That's the kind of love that we can experience, that God wants us to experience, because that's how He loves us. It's not that God doesn't see the mistakes that we make, He just doesn't see us as flawed. He sees us as beautiful, whole people that He loves with His perfect love. That's what God wants us to experience. And when we experience that, for someone else or from someone else, there's nobody that can pressure us to believe that it's not God or it's not something that we know is absolutely right. Exactly. So in conclusion, don't give up in love because Prince Charming is about here. Mm -hmm. And Prince Charming looks an awful lot like Jesus Christ (laughs) in his glory. That's right. And he has the patience of God. Mm. He has the forgiveness of the Almighty. He has the mercy of your Lord. And for you guys that think that there's no woman out there for you, the princess is going to come into your life and she's going to adore you and see no flaw or imperfection in you. And Mm -hmm. she's going to think you're the most handsome guy in the whole entire world. And she's going to want to be your helpmate. Yeah. That's a divine connection. And that's why you should not give up in love because there's a love coming that transcends this world that is a true love from above, that will fill you with all the things that you so desperately longed for all your life. And it will be a love that never fails, a love that sees you as God sees you, that loves you as he loves you, that sees you as the most perfect and cherished person in the entire world. This is what we're saying. And this is what God wants for you. You know, it seems too good to be true, but it's not. It's the actual thing that's about to happen. Yeah, exactly. You know, a kiss still feels like a kiss. It just feels like it's a kiss plus God kissing you. Yeah, exactly. And I tell you, it'll blow your mind. Mm -hmm. It'll just blow your mind. And you will know that God really loves you when he manifests his love through another human being. It's an amazing thing. I wish I could explain it to you and do it justice. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel feeble sometimes because (laughs) what I'm talking about 
is what I know. And words really fail me. This is better than you could ever imagine, and it is everything you've ever longed for. And that's what we're saying, is that you long for this, and that deep, connected, unconditional love that you really, really desire is what God wants for you. That's why you have that desire for it, because it's a God-given desire, and He wants to meet that need. And He will meet that need. And we're telling you before it happens, so when you get there, you'll know that it's okay. That's right. And that you'll be able to say, thank you, Father. This is all that I ever wanted, and I can accept that. And the shame that you think you should feel just won't be there. It just won't be. Innocence will be your portion. Peace will be flooding your soul. And you'll know that through another person you have met God. And this is the desire of your heart. And so don't give up in love. Don't give up that you can have the loving tenderness. And God is about to manifest through another human being and, and give you everything and more mm-hmm. that you ever hoped for in Jesus' name. That's right. Well, this is the end of another podcast of God's Love Club. You have made it to the end. You are an intrepid soul and courageous beyond compare. <laughs> and we give you another gold star. And for those who have done 10 or more, we give you a platinum star. Woohoo! Yeah. It's amazing we're about to come up on our 100th uh, mm-hmm. podcast here in a few. Got a really special podcast yeah. set for the 100th one. I'm excited about exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> you know, this is going to be a, a celebration of God's love and yeah. God's revelation. And we ask you to stay tuned because mm-hmm. it's going to be something. You guys have a great week. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for opening your hearts and your spirits to us. We deeply appreciate it and we love you with all our hearts. We'll see you next time on God's Love Club. Bye-bye. Bye.